Blog Talk Radio. And relax in this beautiful space that you've created. So let's stand up. Okay, we're going to expand the energy. You're going to do it the form with your eyes closed. So you internalize the energy completely. So just close your eyes. In order to go out, you got to go within. Tai Chi is my method of doing it. It allows all energy condensed in the very core of your body. And as you continue this practice or any of your Tai Chi forms, practice with your eyes closed sometimes so you can really internalize it. And some marvelous things will happen. I won't spoil your experience. If you are not sexual, you cannot be spiritual. Because it takes energy to be spiritual. It takes energy to meditate. And I'm not talking about alpha relaxation. I'm talking about meditation, dynamic, deep meditation. Learning to rotate your consciousness through the body in certain specific psychic pathways that the tantric traditions have had after that. And in this way, we open up and enliven ourselves to the possibility of being able to create and be any and everything your potential will allow to be in this lifetime. Channel. I even sent a little body. 
And we say that, well, I don't feel it. You got to develop it. You got to develop the sensitivity of it because it's there. Just because we don't feel it one or two times, we ignore it uh, uh, or forget it. That's why it takes discipline. And what does discipline mean? You've made a decision to do something. It's complete completion. And when we look at that word completion, nothing is ever complete. Because everything is constantly changing and moving, changing shape, changing energy patterns. So this whole thing that we're doing here, from the physical, the martial arts, into the mental and spiritual things, it's, it's not a three-day wonder. You know, it's your life. And as you exhale, slowly open your eyes, very slowly. make this look good. Optometry Night is in the building. How y'all feeling tonight? This is Coach Kyer, and you are now rocking with the best. Thank you for rocking with OriginalNativeRadio.com once again. Give yourself a big hand. This is our 19th show in a row. Give it up for yourself. Some of y'all have been with us since day one, and we appreciate, appreciate, appreciate your energy and supporting us and getting us off the ground and getting us around the world and getting us intergalactical. This is this is one of the best. This is probably one of the best times of my week. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I wouldn't change anything about it except adding four or five thousand other people, or maybe forty thousand other people, or soon a million other people. So because Symptometry is here to stay, we ain't going nowhere. And once again, it is Symptometry night, and we are getting ready to add some champagne to your campaign. I love it, love it, love it. Um, tonight, I really can't, I mean, I got to get to the sponsors and get this thing moving tonight because we are and will be action-packed. Uh, our sponsor also is RelaxationIsTheKey.com. 
please go on over to relaxationisthekey.com. And if you need to get your breathing right or you are interested in studying something that's very a gentle system for you with the Tai Chi or the meditation, please go over to relaxationisthekey.com and click on DVD. Also, coachkair.com. That's K-H-A-Y-R. If you are in need of any type of astrological work or astro harmony, which is seventh house astrology dealing in relationships, or personal astrological reading, or just a consultation from from Coach Kair, just go on over to Coach Kair and you can leave a note for Coach. Leave a note for Coach, and somebody will be getting back to you, probably myself or my assistant, within 24 hours. If you already know what you want, you can go to Coach K Appointments and book it and get it right. These next couple of weekends are getting ready to be fabulous. I do have a few announcements. Every Thursday night, we are talking about the Tower of Tantra right here. And I know some people say, well, we know about some tantra, but we don't know about Tantra. And some people on the Thursday night say, we know about Tantra, but we don't know about some tantra. Well, it's all about hitting the reset button, cleaning up the cells and returning to our original state where we have pleasure, healing, and enlightenment. Lots of bliss, lots of healing, and getting the truth about here on Tuesday nights, the best health care you've never heard of, symptometry. And on Thursday night, what is the tower of Tantra? Tantra is not just about sex. It is about the lifestyle of living free. So please come on over. We've had some fabulous shows over there with Yao Morris. This weekend we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, with the Tower of Tantra. We were in New Jersey two weeks ago. And then we will be in Greensboro, North Carolina, um, with some tometry on July the 28th. July the 28th. You need the RSVP. If you are interested in attending the second symposium in North Carolina, in Greensboro, at the Weinick Center, please go over to relax. I'm sorry, symptometry.info. Symptometry.info, which is, of course, one of our proud sponsors. Scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see on the right upcoming events, and you'll see Greensboro, North Carolina, also home of the Civil Rights Museum. So you may want to come in on Friday or stay until Sunday and go over and check out the um, historic Civil Rights Museum where the Greensboro Four sat in at the Woolworth counter and made history. So um, once you come in, you will also be able to find us that you will be able to get early bird tickets. You'll be able to get early bird tickets at the symptometry.info site. Go down to the bottom of that page for the Greensboro and you will see the early bird tickets. Also, if you had a ticket from the twenty from the June thirtieth event, just please let us know. We will be taking tickets at the door. But also we would have the early bird tickets. Save five dollars from what's going to be taking place at the door by getting your early bird ticket. We love it, and I can't go no further without my co-hosts with the mostest. i got to go ahead and get y'all to put y'all hands together. He's the man with the plan. Just like Dr. Nardi, he's too sweet to be sour. Y'all get y'all hands together for my man, Dr. Charles Abbott. Am Sue is in the building. What's happening? <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Coach. How are you this evening? I'm feeling good, man. 
Man, yeah. I know this is gonna be one of the one of the John Blazing is this one's gonna the temperature's gonna turn up on this one, so I'm pretty sure that the um I'm pretty sure that the jet fuel is gonna be turned up high tonight. So this one is gonna be this one is really gonna be um I'm sorry, the rocket fuel is gonna be turned up, you know, and sharpen the skills cause some timetry rules and it's so hopping cool. I see your, I, you know, I see your uh, definition of hip hop in here, so you know I had to throw that in there. Okay, that's, that's right, that's right. You know, you know, pentometry night, and you know it's a full tank night. You know, you talk about that rocket fuel, and so we just want to keep keep going higher, higher and higher, and exploring and investigating things that pentometry brings to us. It's such a wonderful journey, and um, I think. I think tonight will actually show that potential that spintometry has to actually manifest some wonderful things for us so that we can actually uh, manifest those good things for for humans and, and um, let us have a, a great time doing it. That's right. And tonight I'm so happy that we got this all-star lineup. We have... We have a Star Spangled show tonight. Is um, on the, the the second and the third part of the show is going to be about academics, intelligent, and intellect, education, and curing dyslexia. A lot of our children are being labeled with dyslexia, and a lot of adults suffer from dyslexia. And we want to address it tonight. We want a lot of people have been talking about healthcare, and we've been and we've covered you know so many subjects here. And if you need to get on any of the archives to pick up a show on autism or the vegetarian diet or marijuana or healthcare in general or the ladies' night when we had a show strictly for the ladies and all the women's personal issues, please visit Symptometry Books dot com symptometrybooks dot com and especially tonight we should see a lot of people jumping on the intelligent children are not born they are made I'm really suggesting that book hard tonight we, especially all parents or expecting mothers or expecting fathers you really need to get on that to get on our pregnancy management program and we also had a show about pregnancy management like I said earlier this is our 19th show in a row we are being so 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 consistent and we appreciate everyone for joining us tonight um, we also tonight am so I know we wanted to talk about and, and let people get some fundamentals about um, hearing some background experiences from some of the students from the American College of Symptometry. Can you give us some background information about the American Colleges or the American School of Symptometry? Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, as all of you know, uh, Dr. Nardi uh, started symptometry back in 1992. So that's been well over 20 years now. And when he started the American College of Symptometry, it, it is the teaching arm of symptometry because here's a man who was actually using symptometry to help and heal people all over this planet. And it was just so much for one person to, to do and to maintain by himself. So he says, hey, listen, I have to share this with people so that other people can heal just the way that he did. And so fortunately for us, in the year 2000, January 2011, he 
started the American College of Symptometry, which is now the American School of Symptometry, because that covers a broader base for us, and it actually gives us uh, a, a much better uh, a much better area to go into further research. So the American School of Symptometry offers uh, three and um, three three co three courses or three paths that someone can go to actually study symptometry. But you know, one thing that I find really fascinating is just like tonight, um, and that every Tuesday night, all the listeners on the on the calls are actually in symptometry school because we're always learning. And as, as I look and reflect on each Tuesday night that we've been on, and now we're at, what, the 19th show? Absolutely. Um, I mean, hey, man, that's we're well on our way. Um, in those 19 weeks, we've just been getting more and more information. And as you can see, symptometry touches pretty much every a group of discipline that that we actually use in our lives, and we've seen from astrology, food, diet, things of that nature. And um, so, one of the, one of the things about the American School of Symptometry is that each and every Tuesday, everyone that that hears Dr. Nari talk, that hears the things that you talk about, that I talk about, know that they're getting a, a broad aspect of what's going on in symptometry. So, but the thing about becoming a student in the American College of Symptometry, it actually gives you a, a more in-depth and intimate view as to how we work as persons. There's so many things that we can go into tonight, um, but I, I just really want to, to start there. We have students who are eager to learn um, and as the director um, of the American School of Symptometry, you know, there's always questions going on, um, things where, where as a symptometrist, it becomes a part of one's lifestyle. So, you know, going to bed early, waking up early, and those things are, are really, really important. And um, I would just like to say, uh, as a part of the uh, American School of Symptometry, Dr. Nardi has done some some wonderful things and things that I've I've learned. I'm just right here now looking at all these books that this man has has written that I've you know read over the time that I've been enrolled in the school. So I would really encourage everyone to start and start with the, the downside of nutrition because whether you know it or not, that is the the book that we use. To as the entrance exam, that is our entrance exam booklet. So everybody that's, that's pretty much listening to this show that, that knows about the downside of nutrition, that is the, the book that we use, and um, it's not only just for the entrance exam, but it's a part of how you live. So that this scientific root cause therapeutic, which is for the first time in human history, we are actually using this information to help us move along the path of building a stronger bodies and stronger minds and and actually a, a better heart so that we can actually help and treat each other uh, a lot better. Um, also, is uh, Tammy Stokes in the queue? 
Man, you got all kind of students lined up in the in the uh, up in here tonight. They all fell up in here. And if you are a student and you haven't raised your hand yet, please raise your hand so we can see where you're at, so we can call on you. But yes, uh, not only Tammy, but uh, we got a couple other uh, special guests in the building as well. Okay, all right. But I I I really wanted uh, Tammy to expound on the the. Uh, course the, the type of courses that are are offered in in the school and um you know the amount of time that it takes and then we can also go in into um of course people want to know things like the cost of the school and what's required to be a good student in the American school of symptometry so um if 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 possible right now I'd like to hear from Hear what Tammy has to offer about the school, as she is the uh, uh, counselor of the school. So, if you would, would you uh, um, allow her to speak there? Uh, a absolutely. You know, right here, we don't talk about it, we be about it. Okay. Hi there. Again, I am Tammy Stokes, and I am the academic counselor of the American School of Symptometry. And um, just want to go over the three tracks that Dr. Abbott mentioned earlier. The first one is a four-year program, and that would lead to a doctorate of symptometry, or a DS, doctor of symptometry. The requirements are that you need to have a bachelor's degree, and that bachelor's can, degree can be in any field. So we're not specifying which particular field. You just have to have and show documentation of having received your master. Or, I'm sorry, your bachelor's degree. You need to pass the entrance exam, okay, which would qualify for all three of the programs. Each of the entrance exams are different based on the program that you are um, entering into. Let me go down um, to the next program, which is a two-year program. And although they are qualifying and quantifying them with a, a number, a four-year program, a two-year program, um, it takes a little longer to complete it. Because the programs, the way that it's set up, it is you have a few days to do your three-day test period window actually have your exam, but the amount of time that it takes you to study and prepare for the exam is dependent on you. So um, it is a sort of at home, at your pace. If you choose to um, take a, a sabbatical, if you will, you are free to do that. But, of course, that adds time to your program. The second program, or the two-year program, is the PCS, or the Postgraduate Certificate in Advanced Symptometric Counseling and Therapeutic. I know, it's a, it's a mouthful, but it says a lot. And you need to have a high school diploma in order to um, sit for that entrance exam. Again, showing proof of having a high school diploma. The last program is the one-year program for the PCG, Professional Certificate in General 
symptometrics. And also you need to have a high school diploma in order to enter into that particular program. All of the programs, again, as Dr. Abbott said, you need to study the downside of nutrition. And I might add at this particular point, if you have an older, an older copy of the downside of nutrition, we will ask that you um, purchase a, a more a revised edition. Reason being, the enzyme charts are not included in that particular book, as well as some other information that has been added um, to the newer version of the downside of nutrition. Um, those books go for $25, uh, plus your shipping and handling. You can order them online, and we'll go into that a little a little later. The fee, and I'm just going to enter that right now, for the entrance exams, even though the three exams are different, the fees are the same. It's $100 that you need to um, send in before you take your exam. 20 to 25 questions. It's mostly essay style. It's open book. But again, you have that three-day test period. So I'm going to stop at that point and then entertain, I guess, any questions. Or actually, we have, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Coach Kair. We have a couple of our students that we want to hear from as well. Absolutely. And if anybody's interested in ordering books tonight, please don't hesitate to go over to symptometrybooks.com. Symptometrybooks.com, we have the books over there and all archive shows. So if you've missed any shows or you need to get an updated version of the book or you need to get the, down, you need to get the downside nutrition, what to consume, intelligent children are not born, they are made, uh, the vaccines, the questions, anything of that nature, we have it right there for you as well. Uh, Amsu, who you want to bring on here first? Okay, well, um, I, well, first I want to say something before we bring on uh, Amala Isha Morel. I, I, I'd like to state that, you know, the, the passion behind studying any type of healing art often comes from someone um, who, who has gone through some type of uh, challenge in their life. And for me, you know, symptometry um, was, was, was the next step for me primarily because, you know, I've I come in, and, and you've talked about it many times before. My background, coming back from a, a background of engineering and and and, um, and things of that and of that nature, and then also with the uh, acupuncture. And I, and I like yourself, Coach. You know, uh, years of uh, Tai Chi and Qigong and, and some of the other uh, aspects of it, Tao Te Ching, and many aspects of that, um, I Ching, and so well really well-versed in, in the Asian uh, system of, of healing. But um, as a acupuncturist, for for now in my 13th year, going into my 14th year here in, um, in the next few months, I was just um, always in search of, you know, that, that constant learner. And I got to a point where if I would have something come up, I could you know, take a formula herb or something like that, and and I would actually, you know, see some improvement and get better. But then I noticed as years went on and time went on, it got more difficult for me to recover from either injury, from, you know, some type of force activity or just anything, man, just picking up the television, you know, something like that, which, 
which I find really fascinating since um, since my my latest move, man. I picked up one of these old televisions. I was like, oh man, I know I'm gonna be in trouble, but thanks to centometry, I was standing up strong. So that was really a, a, something wonderful that I, I noticed about having my cells clean, actually cleaning up my nervous system, of which some of the other healing modalities that I had experienced in the past didn't because before symptometry, I walked around with chronic pain in my hip. And, I, you know, I've tried many, many things, and actually one of the, the students who's coming on used to be a chiropractor, and I even had her snap and crack me a couple of times. But it was always, you know, something that was, you know, it was it was just a challenge to, to maintain that feeling of wellness. So the reason why I'm so passionate about symptometry, and perhaps there are some people out there listening who haven't actually been, become subjects of symptometry, and these are terminology that you will also learn in American School of Symptometry, um, Certain, you know, just there's certain certain terminologies that that we actually, you know, use, you know, tagging, you know, different things of that nature. But the, but after two years of that nagging pain, and in, and in, and in just about five days of symptometry, and I remember we went on white water rafting, and man, I was able to squat down for the first time without any pain in two years, and I was like, wow, okay, I'm here. So some people that are listening may actually be having have some type of chronic condition that symptometry will be able to re- address and resolve from them that they've been waiting for, whether it's something that's chronic and simple that they live with daily, like diabetes or high blood pressure. But this is the opportunity. So I just really wanted to express that so Passion oftentimes comes from maybe just helping someone, but it's also, as as with Dr. Narti, he was able to heal himself. So he's become he that that's where his passion started his journey. And um, and like yourself, you know, relaxation is the key. Qigong, the breathing, all of those things are passionate for you. So I just really wanted to um, express that and uh, go, you know go forward from there so perhaps other people that are listening will find out that their gifts and talent are hidden in their actually challenges such as pain and suffering. So thank you for this um, opportunity to express my mind. Hey, you know what I feel. It's awesome, baby! <laughs> Let's get this party started with Amit, uh who like you said? Who, who do you want to come on first? I'm Alicia. All right, y'all put y'all hands together. <laughs> on in. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. A, How you doing tonight? It is. I'm, I'm doing fabulous, and I can attribute a lot of that to Dr. Narti because um, he's the hope that I was looking for. And just to hear uh, Dr. Abbott talking tonight, um, it brings back um, all the yearning, the the hope that I've longed for. And tonight, especially uh, when it talks about dyslexia, um, oh, I'll tell you, my heart broke when I was six years old. I I had uh, measles after being sick through 
tonsillitis and chronic chronic um, illnesses. In fact, my mother thought I was going to die. Um, I ended up having tonsillitis on top of it. And to find out through that, uh, not the, the tonsillitis, but the uh, measles came in um, after I had the surgery. And it affected my cranial nerves. And I started going deaf and blind. Well, uh, the doctor gave me a shot, and my vision came back in my hearing, but I was dyslexic afterwards. And it was very difficult for me to learn, and it just seemed like I was locked out of my own brain and my own life. And I was a high-functioning dyslexic. I was probably also mildly autistic in that I had to rock and... Uh, do certain things in my life just to stay present because I couldn't access parts of my brain. If you said, if you pointed to something over to the left, um, I'd have to go right first and then course correct and then turn and go left in order to get to that place. So I was always behind. It was like a movie that wasn't in lip sync. And so I just felt I wasn't in touch. Um, among many of the things that Dr. Narti has done for me uh, is, first of all, he acknowledged that when I lost my eyesight, I became dyslexic, and he's the first one that understood that. And that was just, it was huge to have somebody recognize that. So... Uh, Through all the years, I really wanted to know what made me tick. I wanted to get back part of my life. I wanted to get back all my life, really. Um, I got in trouble at school because they said I was a daydreamer, I wasn't paying attention. Um, And even though I have uh, a degree in chiropractic, I've got a Bachelor of Science in Biomedical Communications, I did medical research, and education, media, um, I I still felt like some people would say that I was anything but intelligent. And uh, so I really wanted to get that part of my life back. And the amazing thing is when I was in biology class doing my pre-studies for professional school, my biologist said, you know, the Krebs cycle, when it loses electrons, he said if we could find a way to capture that energy so we could recycle it back through the Krebs cycle of our cells, we would not age and we'd never be sick. And I just like, oh, my God, maybe that was part of what was going on with me. And uh, I said to my friends, did you hear this? And they're going, yeah, but he was also prefaced it by saying, nobody's been able to find out how to do that. Well, I believe Dr. Narti has, and he has, he knows what makes our cells tick. And a lot of the things that I'm learning right now in symptometry, the school, is that some of the things that we're told not to eat, like citric acid, It's in part of our Krebs cycle. Our body already knows how to use it. We already have it. But we interfere with the goodness that's there, the intelligence. 
So I have just been absolutely thrilled to be in this program. Um, It is not a cakewalk, but what it's doing for me is it's really showing me how I function. Um, Chiropractic offered innate intelligence, but it seemed to stop there with my emotions I knew that they had great impact on me. And when I would see patients coming in and they would have, um, they've been traumatized through maybe sexual abuse when they were a child and how it was affecting them. And then their children were going through the same cycles at the same ages. And I'm going, there's something so much more in here. Our DNA, there's something that keeps record. And it wants to it wants a good score. It wants to be whole. And it acts in that way every single moment. But we've got so much interference from our belief systems, from conditioning, and in even in my case, my ancestry. I was born with a lot of anomalies or what they would call abnormalities in my spine and organs. And that that definitely affects my my physiology as well, and how I express my life. But Dr. Narti, this program addresses every aspect. He is the first person to come up with what is a person, the, the multifaceted aspect of who we are. And he addresses that in every part of his treatments, um, the school, and I, I just can't say enough about it. So for you folks listening tonight, this is a great opportunity. Um, every time you listen to him speak, because it opens up your life. It gives you your life back. And to be able to feel it, to feel your brain connecting again, is priceless. And I'm so excited for those of you out there thinking that there's no hope or you've struggled so long. That's over. You're coming home. Absolutely. That's an awesome day. Just the energy in her voice when she was talking about, you know, finding something. People people searching, 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 and then someone just continually telling you no, no, no. And I think it was just like the example that we used of the Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro. You know, people wanting a fair shake. People wanting to be, you know, uh, to want to have some equality and some rights. And to, for us to be denied um, the rights to be healthy. For years and years and years and years and years, and to be ridiculed from ancestry to um, coming through school and things like that, and then for her to say, "I really, I found it. I finally found it. I finally found it." It was that was that was excellent. That was excellent. That was excellent. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, thank you. All righty. Stay on the line. We're gonna move on down the line. Who you want to bring in next, brother Amso? Bring in um, 
somebody up in Virginia, and at first I want to, you know, add this before we bring on Kimberly, is that, and, and this is something that uh, that she and I talked about, the importance of chapters um, in, in symptometry. We, we have a chapter in here in North Carolina, North Carolina, um, the uh, North Carolina chapter of symptometry, and we are responsible for you know, setting up the events in conjunction with the headquarters in, in, um, in, in, in Illinois to, to bring symptometry to spread the information, the word, and, and the uh, greatness that symptometry brings as uh, so eloquently that Amala expressed uh, tonight as well that there's there's so many things that we can discover about ourselves, but it, with chapters, everyone has talent. Everyone wants to feel better and live better. I know that's on this this call anyway. And with these chapters, we can actually help each other to walk in the uh, proper um, theme of the, in the proper theme of symptometry because we can also encourage one another. But hey. Listen, we can also help each other come up with recipes, come up, you know, hey, I noticed I read this part in the book that I never read before. So the chapters are support systems. So wherever you are, all around the globe, those of you who are on the symptometry call, uh, feel free to uh, share this with your friends and family and perhaps anyone that, that will that will hear and listen to what you have to say about this so that you can form a chapter, perhaps bring some commentary to your place of being, um, where, where you are actually uh, residing, and we can actually help this grow, and, and um, the rewards uh, will be absolutely spectacular. So... Um, yeah, so, you know, I see someone here in, in, in the chat room saying, is there a chapter in Dallas? So I say to divine time, be the person that starts the endometry chapter, okay? And, 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 and in Austin, I do know some people in Austin. Um, I have a, a good friend over there in Austin um, you could team up with, perhaps. And I know some people down in Houston. So, um and there was actually a, uh, a, 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 a friend, a guy that came on the show a few weeks back that was down down in, in Houston, and I'm sure I, I can't recall his I don't recall his name right now, but I'm sure Dr. Nardi um, will, and I know Clyde Henson knows who he is. But um, these chapters actually are are really support systems, and it gives us a a platform to learn. And everybody has a talent, as I said before, so um, this is a great opportunity for us to to to, ex, to, ex, to learn more because, you know, Dr. Nardi really gets even more excited and he shares more and, and the information that you will get just from talking to him, you will start to, to see the communication in yourself. And that is a, a wonderful thing. Um he always says, come in and make symptometry better. Don't depend on me. So I would like to say anyone who's interested in forming a chapter, feel free to uh, contact the American School of Symptometry. You can reach me at 
708-620-4362. And, um, and that right there will, will you know, for DNA, you can get in contact with, with me on that line or go to the, uh, the American School Symptometry's uh, website and you can find that information there. But chapters are really, really important for the education of us all. So um, just wanted to say that, Coach. Um, I know you're here in Carolina, and we really, really appreciate you and this medium that you offer us each and every week that you share with us um, because you've really been diligent in your your journey. So it's, it's, uh, it's a great thing to be here. Hey, I appreciate it. I, I go back to the old Christian spiritual. God is not through with me yet. So, you know, it, 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 it ain't over. You know, we're getting, we, we getting the party started. I figure out if I'm getting early on the next 10,000 years, I'm happy. So we're going to keep the ball rolling. Um, and like I said, I uh, I could just go in, but I'm going to just I'm gonna go ahead and bring Kimberly in since we brought her up. Y'all go ahead for one of the hardest working uh, organizers out here. Put your hands together for Miss Kimberly. Right. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. How is everybody tonight? All is well, all is well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I wanted to just start off to say um, one of my favorite um, quotes that I like to use is that you don't know that you don't know until you know. And the reason why I say that is oftentimes we go through life and we feel as if we know something, we got it on point, and then you learn something new and you realize, wow, I didn't know that. And for me, I have been spending probably about the better of the last seven to ten years looking for a deeper meaning of life. I knew that um, that we had an intelligence inside of us, and I felt like in everything that I studied that that intelligence was never acknowledged. And then I started listening to um, Dr. Nardi um, 19 weeks ago, and I just felt like that night my the questions that I had been searching for that people would often tell me, oh, that's God, that's God. But that it, God was never meant to be complicated, that we are a part of a system that works together. And the American School of symptometry um, with Dr. Nardi and his creation has elegantly put together or weaved together this system that gives us a deeper meaning for life, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, the American School of Symptometry, or my experience now at the school, has been very eye-opening. Every time I talk to Dr. Nardi or I read something in one of the books, I just I have to go back to him and ask, how far down the rabbit hole does this stuff go? And he laughs and says, just enjoy the ride. And so I just wanted to say that for anyone who really wants to um, learn more about their bodies, about the rules of this planet that we live on, and how everything is all interconnected, that you really should take a look at this program. It is going to inspire you. It's going to empower you is going to um, help you to just really uh, grasp who you are as an individual. But more than anything that I love about it, where could you go and uh, the founder or your instructors 
will allow you to come with your flaws, your insecurities, your weaknesses, and give you an opportunity to heal yourself and to turn around and heal other people or help other people to find what you've been able to find. And Dr. Norty is not, he's the greatest doctor, but as for our instructor, he's really tough on us. He only wants to bring out the best in us, and he'll fail you. But the great part about it is that he'll prepare you for it, and then he'll tell you exactly what you need so that you can be better the next time. And I appreciate that because I know that oftentimes we tend to shrink back whenever we feel insecure or we don't feel that we're good enough, but he never makes you feel that way. He always encourages you to think outside the box. We are now scientists um, in the American School of Symptometry, and we need to be applying. Everything is about um, applying. We are applying the knowledge to our lives, and we are getting results. So here at the American School of Symptometry, Karen is proven that there's nothing that we do or we're being taught that cannot be shown as proof. And I'm really excited for this journey and all of uh, the relationships that I'm going to build as we continue to um, educate ourselves and empower ourselves. Thank you. Uh-huh. I know that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew, she said it. I mean, I love it when I can just get some assistance tonight. Assistance tonight. I'm gonna have to bring in more people each and every week. I got even. I I even got some surprise guests on here that's gonna surprise some people tonight who've already oh. put their hands up, who wanted to uh, who wanted to make a comment as well. I am looking for. I think this is maybe Brother Wallace right here calling in. Uh, calling it. Caller from the. Seven one six nine three five. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Marku Amun. What's going on, Marku? How you feeling tonight? I'm chilling. I'm just listening. All right. You know we. Uh, you know we already plotting over here. This is one of the brothers that we plotting on to bring in to the Academy of Cosmophysics and his nine year old daughter. The sister came on and asked Dr. Nardi the question, which to me is probably one of the most profound questions of the year based based off of where it came from and it being an original answer. And I want to, like, kind of follow up with what Kimberly said, Dr. Nardi accepting uh, people as they are and, you know, not saying, well, you're just a child, you know, your question that doesn't have any merit and she asked a question that none in all the weeks we've been on here, none of the adults had asked. And she said, Dr. Nardi, what fruits were safe to eat for children from the fast food restaurants? So I just wanted to give you a big applause, Brother Marku, for, um, you know, having your daughter on these studies at an early age. I really, uh, uh, We really appreciate you at the American uh, School of Symptometry. Well, really what I do is uh, I really manipulate uh the forces, and I tell my daughter that that food is poison, but as her active mind, you know, questioning why, Daddy, I like it, it's good, you know. You know, I tell her it's poison because it's not, doesn't have nutritional value. You have to read the labels. We need to teach our children how to look at what they're, what they're drinking. There was a big burst drink my daughter wanted, and I showed her, I said, it has niacin in it. I was like, do you know what niacin is? No, I don't know what niacin is. 
we look it up and niacin is a diuretic, something that makes you go to the bathroom in a Kool-Aid drink. Why would you want that? I think it's important, I think it's important to look at, you know, we don't even look. We don't even look at the nutrition facts. We just buy juice thinking, oh, that was good juice. It only has 5% juice in it. It's not even juice. So, um, yeah, I think we can bring our children back by, you know, re-educating them on looking at labels and, and telling them what the food really is. It really is a poison because its intent is not what you want when you buy it. That's my piece on that. Mm. Teaching the truth to the youth. That's what we got going on around here, Amsu. Go ahead, Symptometry. Y'all doing it around here tonight. Good gracious. Get up out there. It's awesome, baby. I know I start hitting these buttons around here and just start gonging and stuff. <laughs> and you know, Coach, there's, there's no age limit in studying Symptometry. So oh, ab- absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. I've heard Dr. Nardi say that many times. He said that's irrelevant. Age <laughs> irrelevant. Absolutely. You know, it says hey, age has nothing to do with health or intelligence. So if you have a nine-year-old daughter asking those type of questions, oh, man, symptomology has a bright future. That's right. And look, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, early in the show, I was talking about how I want to encourage everyone to to start bringing these systems together. Like Kimberly said, Dr. Nardi accepts you for who you are. We have Marku Amun from the Academy of Cosmophysics. So we have an astrological arm with Dr. Nardi uh, acknowledges that um, ancient doctors of, and, uh, of time immemorial had to have a knowledge of the stars in order to practice medicine. And then we also have um, a very strong spiritual base. We've been talking about the difference between spirituality and the psychic abilities and the astral plane. And we talked about, you know what I'm saying, what is nutritious and what is not nutritious and what is what is safe for us and what is not safe for us. And also bringing in the relationship piece with the Thursday night show, bringing in the Tower of Tantra with my brother Yao Morris, um, and I was telling Dr. Nardi and y'all, I said, man, y'all have not even met yet, and often it's something that's said on Tuesday, and it'll be another angle on Thursday, and it'll be almost like an ionization process. Dr. Nardi says we pound it from both sides. And so tonight I want to thank uh, my brother Yao Morris for joining us tonight. So y'all put y'all hands together for Yao, and let me bring him on and see what he's got, what kind of comment he's got for us tonight. Yao, how you doing tonight? I'm doing most excellent, sir. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. I want to thank the audience out there and thank you and thank Dr. Nardi. But I didn't call to make a comment. I'm trying to get some education, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The older I get, the more teachable I am and the more I'm seeking to learn. So, Mm, uh, mm. So I'm more teachable today than I have ever been. So I would like to ask a question, if that's if that's permitted. Well, if, are you ready to ask it a, a a pre-question? Yeah, go ahead, give us a pre-question. We normally go ahead, give us a pre-question, and then I'm gonna bring the good doctor on in. Well, my question concerns the brain, not the mind, but the brain. And and part of the work that I do with tantra, it's necessary to 
shall we say, clean as much as we can and reorder the brain. So I'm, I'm talking about brain dendrite patterns. I'm talking about problems people today are having, moving from the left to the right brain type of operation. And I'm talking about the, the blood-brain barrier and the uh, lack of a adequate amounts of the proper water in the brain and just the general toxicity of the brain. So um, my question is, what can centromacy offer for people like me to help me personally and to help my clients get their brain operation back and, you know, back up to speed. Because this is critical in order for us to be able to uh, work with kundalini, work with the body's uh, hormones, work with the body's uh, neurochemicals. I think that you set it off right there because I love that introduction right there so much that... This is a dream come true. I think I'm going to go ahead and open up Dr. Minardi's mic. Y'all put your hands together for the one and only, Dr. Maxwell Nardi. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, well, it's very interesting to hear your voice, and uh, and uh, thank you very much for your decision not to use limited knowledge, but rather use expanded knowledge. This is what. Can you hear me? Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, um, expanded knowledge is the way to go. And uh, will the, the human race has used limited knowledge for for so long that uh, we have been brainwashed to us into accepting that limited knowledge is what uh, is what we are supposed to do. Uh, you are supposed to use that is totally wrong. We are supposed to use expanded knowledge. When you go and stand at the beach, look at how far the sea extends into the horizon. And what is the what, what is the horizon? It is an illusion. You just keep going and going and going and going. And look at our brain. Our brain is so small, but it is a universe by itself. Uh, there are tiny, tiny spots. This, there are tiny, tiny spots on our brain. And these tiny spots are connected by electricity. They are connected by electricity. We have the left side of the brain. We have the right side of the brain. We'll call it the left hemisphere or the right hemisphere. That's fine. Just my name. And it is electricity that runs through all this. Go into a mortuary and be there when they are using a saw to split the brain. I mean, the, 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 the skull. And they, they, they expose the brain. What do you see? You see nothing but mushy stuff. Is gray and white matter that are, I mean, that are from so many convolutions. That is the brain, and it's nothing but nerves, electricity, and there is no fat. Ask yourself why there is no fat in the human brain. There is no fat because electricity in the brain is supposed to move at the speed of light, and fat will reduce that speed. That's why God has made it impossible for fat to get into the brain. We need water, but not too much. Because if you have too much water in the brain, you are going to suffer from hydrocephalus, water on the brain. And this is going to interfere with the right electrical output. Don't forget that water is also a good conductor of electricity. But when you have too much of it, well, you will not be able to function. 
your brain will shut down. You have to know how to properly nourish your brain. And what kind of foods do you use to nourish your brain? You must know the foods that produce electricity and the foods that produce too many electrons. Stay away from the foods that produce too many electrons. Green peas, green beans produce too, too many electrons. They have too many electrons. They need these electrons. We don't need these electrons. This is why when I treat epilepsy, in order to cure epilepsy, and I've, done, I've, I've, count, I've cured countless cases of epilepsy, the first thing I do is I take the people off string beans and green beans. And then you ask, what can you do to ionize your brain? What can you do to enrich your brain? What can you do to properly nourish your brain so that you function, so that, you, so that it helps you in your field? That is what I'm saying. You have to know the kind of foods to select and to eat because Mother Nature is a provider of our resources and it, and it is at the same time a tester of our intelligence. And if you think there is everything that you see should be eaten, you are in for a big, big surprise. You'll be lamentably disappointed. Don't do it. You have to use your God-given intelligence to separate the good foods from the bad foods. In the past, we did not have a way of making this separation. Today, thanks to chromatography, specifically gas chromatography, we are able to separate the foods that have too many electrons from the foods that do not have too many electrons. This was how I, this, this, this is a method that I used to cure epilepsy. And if a person is hyper, hyper, hyperactivity, hyper, there are certain particulates that reduce the amount of electricity in the brain. You have restless leg syndrome, restless leg syndrome, that the person's leg will not be still. It's either tapping and hitting the, 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 the leg of the table, the leg of the chair, something. The, the, the leg has to keep moving. We have something to stop that. It's too much electricity. So you have to know the kind of foods that produce too much electricity so that your brain is not uh, overloaded with electricity. How, what you have to do now to sanitize your brain? Don't worry about sanitizing your brain. Sanitize your blood. Once you sanitize your blood, sanitize blood. Clean blood will circulate toward your whole body. And your brain will also have a lot of it. So you don't focus on the brain. You focus on blood. This is why in symptometry, we teach the osteal concept. Where blood is at the epicenter of optimal health. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and we also... Learning in the American school of symptomacy the proper food to eat actually to increase brain activity. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, how'd you like that for your first question uh, of, of the night for symptometry? Normally, I'm always the one answering questions, so it's like 
you drive the car and you get to be a passenger. <laughs> I'm like, I love, I like it when I can ask and somebody tell me something that I don't know. So I'm very happy with that. All right. I thank you for the alley-oop. I'm going to just uh, let you hang on, and I'm going to get ready to uh, throw Dr. Nardi a couple more chest passes and let him go ahead and uh, go like Shaquille O'Neal up in here tonight. We're going to show you how we have fun up in here tonight. Well, you already know how I do, so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and keep this party rolling. Dr. Nardi, um, I think that was a lovely introduction as far as the brain nourishment and moving into our topic tonight, which is academics, intellect, and education. You know, we talked about the importance of education with uh, some of our symptometry students coming in tonight and talking. But, and you remember when we first started the program uh, so uh, 19 weeks ago, seems like yesterday, we would often give a recap of what is a symptometrist. But then we, the show started moving so fast, we didn't give a recap. You know, we haven't given a recap in a while. And I think with the with the new people that we've been picking up, I really would like to ask you, you know, to give people a good foundation before we move into education. Because we've been talking about food, and now we're moving over into academics, intellect, and curing dyslexia, the big topic tonight. Could you tell me in a two-part answer, first, what is a symptometrist, and two, what is ionization? Okay. Uh, a symptometrist is a doctor who does not chase symptoms around. It's a doctor who addresses the root of every ailment at the cellular level. Look at look at the, the look at the structure. Look at the bone structure. It's made of cells. Look at the organs. They are made of cells. Look at the glands that produce hormones. They are made of cells. So you look at the brain. The brain is made of cells. So by addressing the need of the cells, you are eventually addressing the root of every problem in the human body. This is the best and the most efficient way to prevent all human diseases and to cure all human diseases. This is why in symptometry, names do not matter. Oh, I, I, have, uh, I have bronchitis. Well, you have bronchitis. Just tell me that oh, uh, anytime I'm breathing as if I have mucus in my lungs, as, as if I have mucus in my chest. Tell me what the symptom is. Because a symptom is a code. You have to decipher this code. The symptometrist is a doctor who deciphers the codes of the human body. The human body is a giant communication system. It communicates in codes. If you are not, if you have not mastered these codes, you will never be able to decipher them. This is why there are many doctors who are just beating about the bush. And they are using mismatches to treat a person's ailments. A symptometry will show you how to restore health at the cellular level and at the DNA level. This is why all over the world, people are crying for symptometry. They are crying for a symptometrist, a symptometrist, and a symptometrist. But for now, we have one, 
And then we have two level one symptometries. And very soon, we pray that by the year, by the end of this year, we'll have about 10. And then the number will keep growing and growing and growing. And uh, people will be satisfied. This is a symptometrist. And this is what a symptometrist does. It works at the root level. And it provides also nurturing. Most of these uh, fields of therapeutics do not mention nurturing. A symptometrist, a symptometrist does nurturing. A symptometry works in collaboration with other fields of therapeutics. The energy field, the massage field, anything that will help a person to be healthy at the concrete level as well as on the abstract level. Energy is abstract. Yes, there are people who have specialized in this area. Astrology is an integral part of the healing and the health system. It must feature prominently in healing also. So anything, any field of therapeutics, any field that will help to promote health, symptometry embraces it and encourages to be there. So basically, that is the work of a symptometrist, and this is what a symptometrist is. As far as ionization is concerned, you see, God created us, but God intentionally left out two mechanisms from the human body. And he challenged us to find it and use it for our benefit. Unfortunately, for over five million years, Mankind never knew how to solve this puzzle. Symptometry solved the puzzle. This is what God left out. God left out the mechanism for removing blockages from ourselves. And the second thing that God left out is the mechanism for sanitizing blood. God left these two out. Finally, symptometry was able to find them, and symptometry was able to produce them, and now we are really enjoying what is called optimal health. This is the first time in the history of mankind that something like this has been done, and we are, that's why we have, to, we have to establish a school to teach this God-sent knowledge. This wisdom that has, that has eluded mankind for a long time. And the removal of blockages is what will lead to ionization. The sanitization of blood is also what will lead to ionization. What is ionization? Ionization is a simpler word from organic chemistry. In the real world is electrolytic dissociation. You are dissociating. You are, you are separating. You are removing. What are we separating? Everything in the human body has two poles. We have the positive one and the negative one. When you are removing filth from blood, you have to produce 
you have to introduce a therapeutic product that also has positive and negative ends. The positive will attract the negative of the filth in blood. And then the positive of the filth in blood will attract the negative of the therapeutic product. Pulling will be taking place in opposite direction until the filth is dissolved. The toxin is dissolved. The alkaloid is dissolved. And you just go and urinate it. If this happens also in the cells, you have different blockages in the cells. The blockage will be ionized. Pulling will be taking place in opposite direction until the blockage turns into fluid and you just go and urinate it. This is how symptometry has been able to cure countless diseases. And this afternoon, I was very delighted to hear that a young man who always took the bus late, a young man who always took the train, who kept missing his station because he kept sleeping on the bus, he kept sleeping on the train, because he was suffering from narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is the irresistible desire to sleep. He would sleep in the classroom. For one full hour, he would be asleep. How can you learn? You can't learn. You can't learn. He will get on the bus to go home. <laughs> the bus will pass his station. Is where he's supposed to drop off? No, the bus will keep going. And until the bus driver will come and wake him up. What are you doing? The bus is empty. Oh, where are we? He will take another bus again. And this has been going on and on and on. Today, this gentleman is cured. They slapped a big name, narcolepsy. But they could not do anything for this young man. Today, he's been cured, thanks to ionization. Thank you. Mm. There's no better. Narcolepsy. So, Dr. Nardi, you're not afraid. Is that uh, is it some tometry of is it some tometrist afraid of any if anybody saying, "Well, oh, I have so many conditions, I have uh, such a long list." Have you ever been afraid, Dr. Nardi, when someone came to you with a long list of ailments? No, 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 no. Um, when uh, when uh, I have people, I have people who 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 fill out two pages when, when I'm doing consultation. Two pages. I have this. I have, oh, well, before, before I let you go, I also have this. Oh, before I let you go, I also have this. By the time you're finished, yes, I already fill out two pages. And this is what I tell them. You've had all these conditions for 40 years or 42 years. So I want you to be alive. So what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to treat your lungs and your heart first. Because if I treat your ankle that, that is swollen and that prevents you from walking and your heart and you suffer from heart failure, your your ankle or your or your foot will no longer be of will no longer be of any use. So I will treat your, your heart and your lungs first. 
If you have a chronic migraine, I will treat your migraine and your heart first. So I will prioritize. And I will tell you that it will take me about six months to a year to reach all the other, all the other areas. So I am not afraid. I am not, I'm not intimidated by the number of symptoms a person has. No. If the person is ready to work with me, we will get to the bottom of all his or her symptoms. So a symptom is just a code. And we have a, I have a registry. And now that we have a school, uh, I, will, I will have this registry uh, made available to uh, the, the symptomatist, uh, level one symptomatist, so that it will be very easy for them now to open the registry and know how to treat narcolepsy. Open the registry, know how to treat uh, the, the diabetes, uh, trembling or Parkinson's disease or this and that. All you have to do is just open the registry. So I've been doing this for myself, and now that I have a school and the students are graduating and they are, they are working very fast in order to graduate soon, the registry will be made available to them also so that we all work together. So I don't want a symptomatic that is better than another symptomatic. We should all be equally knowledgeable. Thank you. Mm. Whew. Yeah, they're arming the troops out here. It's arming them. That's what that happens. What it is, and we say we we love it's it when that happens. Baby. We had let no shots off around here today, so I had let some shots off. Go ahead, Amso. I said it's lasers and rocket fuel, you know, because that is so so important. I just really wanted to just. You know, I mean, when you think about something like narcolepsy, I mean, that that right there prohibits someone from even being able to uh, drive a car, you know, because they can fall asleep at any moment at a stoplight and cause all kinds of, you know, issues just on it with traffic. So um, that is really, really phenomenal, uh, really, really phenomenal. That and the pickwickings diseases, you know, things like that that the guy had on the Harry Potter movie, they just, fall asleep and just sleep and sleep and sleep. And um, I've actually heard, you know, known in a, in a personal case where someone who, who had that type of disease came to a demise, you know, driving down the road. So, I mean, to hear this information and then to know that this is this is something that every centometrist will learn about, that will have this type of information at their disposal. This is a, a great opportunity for someone to come into American College of Centometry, and I'm and 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 be and be on this information. I mean, to actually you know, learn and get the knowledge. Uh, absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's already participated in the call thus far. The calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. If you got comments, questions, or feedback, please give us a call and press 1. We will be getting to you uh, very shortly. We're going to be moving to the next part of the call. I do want to give a shout-out to everybody in my chat room, Shell67, DCR Kappa. We're having that Carter family reunion on D Creek Road, August the 12th. You are all invited. You are all – everybody listening to the sound of my voice, if you can get to North Carolina on August the 12th, Coach Kyrie is having his family reunion. We're having a pre-jam on the 11th down here at my house on the homestead. we got five acres, Dr. Nardi. You, your whole family, Amsu, Tammy, everybody, Kim <laughs> is all invited. Y'all, everybody's invited. 
to come to Fayetteville, North Carolina for my family reunion. We're going to celebrate. I saw my man DCR Cap over there in the room, so he reminded me. Um, we're also having a big event August the 19th in Winston-Salem. That's going to be Coach Kyrie's premiere with the Sexy Workshop, and Yah Morris is going to be in the building. Of course, like I said, this weekend we got Yah Morris and Coach is going to be down in Atlanta next weekend, the Blue Butterflies. Then the weekend after that, Dr. Um, Nardi is going to be in Greensboro. Be in Greensboro. Please go over to symptometry.info, bottom right-hand corner. Just click on Upcoming Events. You'll see Greensboro. And get your advanced early bird tickets. Big shout still out to up. Divine. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amso. Isaiah's filling up. Oh man, it's filling up. It's filling up. And 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 the place, this venue that we're going to be at, is going to be so spectacular. And if you want early morning Tai Chi that morning, please be there at eight o'clock. We will be doing early morning Tai Chi that morning and Qigong's at eight o'clock. It's not for everybody. It's volunteer, whoever wants to come. And if you just want to come just for the Tai Chi and the Qigongs, that's fine as well. Uh, big shouts out to Divine Time. We appreciate him coming in. He's 18 years old tonight in the chat room just chopping it up. We are welcoming you to come in, big brother. Thanks to all the guests for listening. Misha out in Toronto, Canada. Neb Maat Ray down in Georgia. Holistic Mystic down in Florida, who's even talking about coming back to North Carolina because he says the urge of symptometry, Dr. Narda, he's ready to leave the number one beach, number one beach in the United <laughs> States, he's ready to come back to North Carolina and join the North Carolina chapter of symptometry. Woo! Y'all must got some extra gravy on this sauce over here or something, Dr. Narda. I, I know what you're doing, Dr. Narda. You got some symptometry sauce on these biscuits. <laughs> That's what's going on. But, look, let me keep it moving. I want to ask you, um, we were building on, on the brain earlier and then ionization. Uh, I want to move into academics and education. A lot of people, um, our graduation rates in North America are terrible. The people are dropping out like flies. And I know it's got something to do with dirty blood. The blood is not clean. The thoughts That's are not correct. That's correct. That's correct. People That's are correct. falling asleep, Dr. Nardi. Here's a question for you that people are maybe doubting. They may be doubting symptometry and says, how can symptometry help the academic community to strengthen the educational facilities of boys and girls, as e even as well as college students, Ch men and women who are returning back to school over the age of 30 wanting to continue their education. How can symptometry help increase the level of education and academics in the United States, if not the entire world? Okay. Um, maybe... Well, if you are a student at the American School of Symptometry, you read my biography. I was not a bright boy. I was, I always repeated every class I attended when I was in Libreville, the bone. I was not intelligent. I told you I was always sick and I could not pay attention in school. And I repeated first grade, second grade, third grade. I mean, I was a joke of the school. What kind of food was I eating? 
for lunch, we'll climb a coconut tree and smash some coconuts. We'll eat, drink the water and eat the meat. That is lunch. You call this food? So when today I ran against coconuts, eating coconuts, cooking the coconut oil, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I went through it. Look at these people on the islands. The best they can do is to be a fisherman. That's the best they can do. Coconut eaters. I never knew what was in coconut until I started chromatography. Then I really discovered what is in coconut. What made me an intelligent boy? It was after I left Gabon to Ghana where I was dumped in a boarding, in a boarding school. And they were making fun of me, making fun of my bad breath, my acne, this and that. And I could not speak the language. I could not speak English. I could not speak Ghana, which was a, one of the dialects. And there were trees and all that, and I could not speak it, and they were just making fun of me. That was what nearly led to my suicide. But the principal of the school came to save me and the wife. The wife and the principal came and they rescued me. What were they feeding me? They fed me rice and beans. Rice and beans. This was when my intelligence picked up. Rice and beans. I was first in the, my class. A man, a young boy who came from Gabon who could not speak English, who could not speak Ghana, any of the Ghanaian dialects. I mastered basic English. I was first in my class. First term, second term, third term, following year, first term, second. Then they started wondering what really happened. The food I was given to eat by the headmaster of the school and his wife made me to be an intelligent person. So when you talk about intelligence, I know something about it. When all these children are dropping out of school, I used to live on the south side of Chicago. In the morning, what do you see these children eat when they are going to school? You see them stop at some Arab store, buy some potato chips and some soda, soda pop. That's what these children will have for breakfast. You call this food? I am sorry. That is disaster. That is disaster. And then they go to school and they cannot learn. They cannot pay attention. They cannot focus. And then you are saying what? Oh, the dropout rate in the United States is too high. What kind of food are you feeding your children? Even in your own houses at home. What food do you give your children in the morning before they go to school? What do, what do you give them? What do you serve them for breakfast? Milk. Okay. Deconstruct milk. What else? Cereal. 
deconstruct cereal. What is nutritious in there? What is in there for the brain? Nothing. Then you wonder why the dropout rate is so high. You see, in symptometry, we place emphasis on cell nourishment, not on nutrition. Nutrition is a failed, failed, failed concept. It is not time to embrace cell nourishment. You have to know how the cells are properly nourished. Each cell must have what? It must have good cholesterol. The cells together must, pro must produce TCM, protein carrier molecule. It is this protein carrier molecule that modifies the structure of amino acids before they penetrate the cells. It is PCM that modifies the structure of water before water penetrates the cell. If you don't have PCM, you can drink all the water you want. Your cells will be dehydrated. There will be drought in your cells. What am I doing? I am using science to help to nourish the cells. You don't know how to eat. Do you expect God to, God to come down and show you how to eat? So you have to open your mouth and put the right food in your, in the right food in your mouth? No way. No way, no way, no way. The world has been screwing up and it is time for this to stop. That's why symptometry is here. What can symptometry do to help the United States and the whole world? Well, symptometry has a lot to offer. We have a lot to offer. Because we want creative children. We want intelligent children. Stop giving your children uh, uh, bread and butter for breakfast. Stop giving your children uh, uh, cereal and milk for breakfast. That this, this is not food for intelligence. If you want, what are we going to do? Start the way I started. Eat beans. Eat the right ones. Eat the right ones. Don't eat the wrong legumes. Eat the right ones. If, if you want to eat rice, eat the right one. I did not even have the best one, but I was first in my class. But if I had basmati rice, I would have been super first. Now we have basmati rice. Know how to combine basmati rice with small navy beans. If you don't have small navy beans, okay, black eyepiece, that was what I ate. And I did not stop shining until I went to the university in Benin, where I had my master's in linguistics. I did not stop shining. A man who was so sick that he could not even go to school most of the time. But when it was time for an exam, I outclassed everybody else because of the food I was eating every day. If I did not eat rice and beans for lunch, I would eat it for dinner. In the morning, I could do anything. I could eat anything. Fine. But for lunch or for dinner, I ate it. So this is what you can do. Change the diet. Now you say, oh, this America. Uh, we have American diet. Oh, yeah? What is, what, what, is, what, is, what is American diet? 
What is American diet? We have Arabs who are here, we have Chinese who are here, we have this who are here. Uh, what is American diet? There is nothing like American diet. Eat scientifically. That's it. If you want to be intelligent, parents who are out there, make sure that your children are intelligent because when you are old and weak and you are falling apart, you should expect your children to, hold, to have good jobs, good paying jobs to be able to help you financially. If your children are struggling like you, I'm sorry, your future will be bleak, 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 and bleak. Let us change it. Let us change this. God is tired of the nonsense of the human race. Thank you. Mm, mm. Get him. Get him. Get him. I see y'all over in the chat room over there. Mm. It's awesome, baby. Oh, the call in number 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. We not intimidate them. We ain't hiding. We dividing it over here. We tired of this. We tired of the human race treating our children like this by what we putting in their mouth, which is really deteriorating their intelligence. All, all we got to do is go with the intelligence. Now, how do you go with the intelligence? Put you a dollar, a dollar aside a day. Put you 50 cents aside a day and come on and order one of these books, What to Consume, and see the enzyme chart. Look at the 45 foods that have already been researched that are uh, safe for human consumption. Tell yourself in the mirror every morning, I will not eat culturally and foolishly anymore. Oh, well, I'm just going to eat this because I saw somebody else eating it. Well, you see people on TV smoking crack. You're not smoking crack, are you? <laughs> Some of the same foods you're putting in your mouth, is, um, you're using the same philosophy as a, as a crackhead or somebody else. Also, nourishment, nourishment and congratulations and love and no whining and complaining. Dr. Nardi, can you talk about the effects of whining and complaining for a second on uh, intellect and education and academics? When people whine and complain, what did that do to their sales, and what kind of example does that set for the children? Whining, whining and complaining just shows that you are stuck. You are stuck in the wrong track, and you are facing the wrong direction. You know, the situation, that, the situation is bad. What are you doing about it? The situation is bad. And you, all you do is complain. Complain all day. Complain all night. Then whine and whine and whine. Oh, you, you are, you do, you, uh, people are not give, giving you the, you the the attention you deserve. What are you doing to change your situation? What are you doing? We, we, we all have cells, and all our cells are imbued with intelligence and multiple powers. And you, instead of using Instead of tapping these natural resources, you are allowing yourself to deteriorate by complaining. What is that to complain about? What is that to complain? There's nothing to complain about. If there's something that is happening and you don't like it, change it. You have the power to change it. Where are we today? Do you know how many people, I mean, I mean orchestrated revolutions upon revolutions upon revolutions? And today, here we are. We are the beneficiaries of other people's blood, other people's sacrifices. Instead of, instead of complaining and, and whining, 
Do something about it. Something is happening in your classroom and you don't like it. Do something about it. Complaining and complaining, or if 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 or if if we don't complain, that even there's a, there, there is even the worst part. The good even I would I would say that when a person is complaining, at least the person a person is being heard. What about those people who don't complain and they smile and they go with the flow just because they want to keep their job, just because they they want to put food on the table? The situation is deteriorating, and yet they are there. They are equally guilty. The education, the level of education is dropping and dropping and dropping because people are not using their creative geniuses. They are not. They are not. They are not. Dr. Nardi, does the, um, some people may say, well, you're a doctor. You have money. You know, I don't I don't have money. You tell what about if I don't have money and I'm No, no, to- no. Please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take the wind out of your sail. I'm sorry to take the wind out of your sail. But do you know how symptomatic started? Let me tell you how symptomatic started. When I started symptomatry, I was charging people $25 and $35. And people on the south side of Chicago were saying, but wait a minute. This is suspicious. How can this thing works? And my, my pain is gone. And this man is only charging this? Okay. They brought the family. They brought the family. They brought their friends. And $30, $35, multiply this by 100 How much money is that? This was how I started building. With nothing. All I, when I started, I had only a desk and a chair. And I had to borrow another chair from, from, from the next doctor's office. This was how I started. Don't say that, oh, I'm a doctor. You are looking at Dr. Nati today. But years ago, <laughs> life, life was very interesting. It was not <laughs> hell. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting, Dr. Nardi. Dr. Nardi said it was very interesting. Okay, now, Dr. Nardi, um, can y'all still hear me? Yes, yes, I'm here. Hello? Right. Um, I want to get on to this next topic uh, while we're still streaming live. uh, People in the chat room over there having fun. We're having fun. But we want to get to tonight this topic of dyslexia. A lot of people try to push this topic um, underneath the table Don't want to talk about it But you see some of the most um, Profound and proficient Actors in Hollywood Have came forward After years and years And said that they had suffered from dyslexia Tonight We would like you to talk about The causes And not just the causes of dyslexia What is dyslexia But also the cure, what must be changed in order to maintain and improve upon our health and eliminate the health disruptors that are causing this dyslexia? Okay. Um, in, in symptometry, curing is proven. I had um, a case of dyslexia in, uh, in Canada, uh, in the Toronto area. And uh, the child was uh, 
put in a, what we call a special education uh, because the child was not reading at the class level. Uh, so the father was very, the, the parents were very, very, very um, distraught. So they brought it to my attention and they said, okay, Dr. Nati, um, can you help us? I said, yes, I can. Uh, what is the situation? Um, when our, our child cannot read, what about your child cannot read? How old, you, how old is your child? He's nine years old. And you say he cannot read. Okay. What is the, what is the problem? This is what you have to understand. Don't use the word dyslexia. That's why I told you, please stop using, stop using uh, 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 um, names, characterizations. I mean, it, 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 uh, it, it, it makes the root of the problem very blurred. Very, very blurred. So I asked the parent, what exactly did the child tell them about what happens each time he attempts to read. That's what I want to know. Oh, I see. All right, okay, all right, okay. Anytime he attempts to read, the letters are running and you cannot form the word because the letters are running. So what do you mean by the letters are running? Like, okay, I wrote one word, house, H-O-U-S-E. He, he, saw, he saw H. Then he, he ran his finger in the second word, and he kept running because he kept running the, the, the finger down the line. I said, no, you are going too far. He said, no, that is the word. It's the word that is, 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 is that's, the, that's the word. He said, then as the word stretches this far, house, H-O-U-S-E, and then your finger is almost to the end of the, to, to the end of the page? He said, yes. I see. Let us run in. So sometimes, what else do you see? You see, sometimes letters are, tra are transposed. Like the dog, he will read the dog, he will read dog there. Definitely, you cannot read. Okay. I said, give me some time and I will look for the particulate for this condition. After two months, I found the particulate, and I called the family in Canada, and I told them that I found the particulate. And I sent it to them, and after six months, the boy's reading has improved. The boy's reading has improved. Letters do not run again. But he is not a fast reader. He reads very slowly. And then he had another problem. 
he could not remember what he read. The few words he read, he could not retain them. He could not remember. So he had an additional problem. I solved that problem too. And it is a particulate that I use now to treat Alzheimer's disease. The same particular that I help this boy to remember is what I have now in the registry for Alzheimer's. So, since curing is proven, I did not develop a theory on dyslexia first. No. I had to cure the disease first. It is after the disease has been cured that you formulate a theory. In allopathic medicine, drug medicine is the, is the opposite. They have not cured any disease, but they have formulated the theory. In symptometry, you shoot it down completely. You cure the disease first before you formulate the theory. Then you try to understand what really happened. And it was after piecing together what happened and how I managed to help this boy to read a few words, a few sentences, then I figured out what really happened. Dyslexia is the inability to rearrange the letters that form a word and stabilize these words so that it is possible to read several words in a sequential manner. That is dyslexia. If I had not cured it, I would not have been able to come up with this definition. So you cure the disease first. Then you talk. Don't talk if you have not cured the disease. Whew. That's that big boy talk right there. I gotta put my hands together for that. Where's my um and my hand claps at? Oh, I'm sorry. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. I had to I had to let them know. Right now I wanna um I wanna uh Marku dropped off the line. I was getting ready to drop I was gonna get in on my astrological uh side of this because I know when Dr. Nardi gets on a roll, he just lines up naturally with the heavenly energies without even concentrating, which is a byproduct of having clean blood and clean cells. And then it just it it it, it just flows in it just flows in. Dr. Nardi, still in that flow that you're in right now, what would you say to people who say well, my child has already, oh, I've just been on this medication and I just can't get it straight. Um, what would you say to them? Do they need to just, is that same attitude going to improve their condition or are they going to have to, are, are they going to have to try, try something that's radically different than what they've been doing? Well, first of all, you have to know that a pharmaceutical drug has never cured any disease. A pharmaceutical drug is a complete mismatch. You have to know what causes dyslexia. And the drug that is being, that, you are, that has been given to you to treat your child's condition. This boy in Canada 
is was ten years old, and this is started when he was when he was three years old. When he when he was when he was supposed to read and he could not read, and this has been going on for seven years. He has been on different kinds of drugs until the parents said enough is enough. And if someone had not told them about symptometry, they would have been frustrated. They would have given up. But that is their child. That is their future. And if they don't do something for this boy, in their future, when they themselves are weak and old, what would this boy do for them? He will be locked in menial jobs because he cannot read. He, can, he may not even be able to drive a car because he cannot read the signs. Is that what you want for your child? So that's why they did their best and they found me. And through me, they found symptometry. So if you are using a drug to treat your child's dyslexia, I'm sorry you are wasting your time. Our cells use nutrients. You have to know the kind of B vitamins that the highly specialized cranial nerves in the brain's thalamus and hippocampus produce in order to uh, in, in use in order to produce the reading mechanism. Is the reading mechanism, and they use B vitamins for that. If during your pregnancy you make the mistake and you eat uh, food, something that has acetal or cyanide, well, you are going to increase your child's chances of being dyslexic. You have to know this. Cyanide decouples the amino acids in the genes of the cells of the cranial nerves. If you don't know it, well, too bad. I'm treating, uh, uh, no, I, 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 treated, I treated her for hormonal problems. Now, I'm going to treat her for dyslexia. She cannot read. A 13-year-old young woman who has been brought to my attention. The mother uh, was, uh, during pregnancy, she was very alcoholic. The mother drank a, lot, a whole lot of alcohol when she was when she was pregnant with this young girl. She's now 13 years old. She cannot read. And now the father, uh, I brought this to my attention because of what I did in, the, in Canada. Uh, they brought it to my attention. So I will start working with this, this girl too. So the B vitamins are there. You ionize the blockages from the brain cells, and then you give the B vitamins in the right sequence. Don't give, don't give, the, don't give B vitamin complex, no. You have you have you have to you have to start with vitamin B12. Start with the bottom first. You start with vitamin B12. It's after vitamin B12, then you know how to 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 to, to program the other vitamins so that you schedule them you, you schedule them properly. Uh, that is after ionization. If you don't do this, you will not be able to succeed. That's what I did with that young boy, and that's what I will be doing with uh, this young girl using the STM, the same treatment method in symptometry. Thank you.
show uh, Dr. Nard. Um, when you're dealing with a, an adult, and, and oftentimes because those people that we would call dyslexics as, as children going to an, an adult, and, you know, people go along in their lives and they get into different professions, but then they complain of things like brain fog. Although they've had success or something, but they say, oh, I, I, I have this brain fog as well. Um, is there a connection between the brain fog and those early onset issues that children may have um, during their the process of, of growing up or after they're, they're born and, and grow up? Yes, there's a connection. Not only that, you see, if you have an, an abnormality that you don't uh, treat, that you don't uh, treat at the cellular level, that will stay with you and it will amplify. It will become bigger and bigger as you age. So if you have not, if you have not had a doctor to address the root of the problem when you were a child, when you are 35 years old, 40 years old, the problem will still be with you, but this time it may come with a different twist. Yes. So what I do is, you see, the problem with, the problem with, with adults is um, when you have had a problem for a long time, then you, you condition yourself to accept it as part of your fabric, part of life. I mean, you've had it for, for 40 years. So, I mean, what will, what, will the, what will the treatment of today do to you? I mean, you are used to it. You know, just like uh, when I'm treating somebody who has, who has a stroke, I always ask for how long the, the person has had a stroke. If the person had a stroke in less than two years, that is fine. But if the person has had a stroke for, for about 17 years, the person has, has conditioned himself to, to learn to, to, to use the left hand and to, to drag the leg and all that. So uh, the, the incentive to do better is no, it's no longer there. So this also applies to the, 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 the situation you just, uh, you just cited. You know? uh, if you are an adult, yes, the connection is there. But if the adult is patient and uh, you allow ionization to take place in the proper uh, sequential um, nourishment of his, uh, of his brain cells, especially the cranial nerves, um, uh, um, I, don't rule, I don't rule out the possibility that a cure will be on the horizon. Well, all right. Let me get to some of these callers, Dr. Nardi. We do have, um, <clears throat> if you all would like to call in, we got about five more minutes before they will be stopped streaming in the queue. I'm going to set up the, the webcam so uh, some of you uh, who will not be able to call in, if you want to catch it on the live stream, will be over at that'smygoodword.info, that'smygoodword.info. But right now, the call-in number is 347-205-9089. I'm glad to see the lines are uh, just lighting up right now uh, to get some of this good information. Please press 1 if you want to come into the queue and ask a comment, question, and feedback. Caller from the 614-301. Your mic is wide open. Thanks for calling Original Native Radio tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Hello, caller from the 614. Hello. 
Okay, maybe they made a mistake. Call them, um, and also, please turn down your computer speakers before you come on the line so we won't have any feedback. Call her from the uh, 614-301. Call her from the 614-301. Hello? All right. Call her from the 607-738. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, good evening. This is Courtney. I'm calling from upstate New York. Courtney is in the building. Yes, yes. Good evening, everyone. So I just had a quick question for Dr. Nardi. Um, I was really interested when you mentioned the proper foods to feed children for optimal learning for breakfast, because a lot of times you make a distinction that there's no, you know, prescription for this meal, that meal, that there's 45 foods and put them together. So I really would love for you to answer that question. What do you mean by optimum breakfast for, you know, the right learning environment? Because I'm really, really interested in this topic. Well, um, some people, because of their culture, um, they have they have what is called breakfast food. Uh, for breakfast, they drink tea. It must be, it must be, they must, they, they must have bread and butter. Um, I do not I do not encourage cultural eating. I encourage scientific eating. If you want your child to be smart in school, and you know you have to know the foods that have a lot of methionine. Um, rice, basmati rice has a lot of methionine. If you don't feed your child uh, breakfast, I mean uh, basmati rice for breakfast. And when they come back from, 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 from school, there must be something like that, something that is very, very high in methionine uh, uh, for breakfast or for dinner. Have it at least once a day. I used to eat mine twice a day. You know, uh, in the morning, in the morning, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't eat uh, um, um, rice and beans, I may eat uh, uh, bread and then uh, beans with some stew. That's what I would eat. That's what the, the principal used to give me, you know, and it was very good. So, but but you come from a different place where you know some 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 parents who frown on this because they are used to their old way of eating bread and butter and drinking tea, and then some chocolate milk and all that. I will not give. I will not give. Uh, I will not recommend chocolate milk to, uh, to 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 a child who's going to school in the morning. I will not do that. I will I will I would rather prefer I would prefer to to have something that has methionine in it. If it does not have methionine, it must it must have lysine. Uh, beans have lysine, and rice has methionine. Uh, the kind of foods that you have, okay, you if you decide to serve your child pancake, uh, pancake pancake goes with what? Okay, pancake is good, but will be will the pancake be be be, be, be sufficient? To, to sustain the child throughout throughout uh, um, I mean for for the first the four hours of uh, of morning school. These are the things that you have to weigh. Uh, uh, go to the go to the forty five foods, and then and then pick pick uh, something that has more methionine. You could you may call me. You may call you may call the office with the list of the foods out of the forty five that has uh, that have more methionine. And then the foods that have more lysine, and the good combination of these two, 
plus uh, green bell pepper slice of green bell pepper you have a good you have a good mix so you can you can you can you can reserve the green bell pepper for 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 the afternoon or for the evening but uh, uh, uh we have to go back we have to revisit the the 45 foods so that we pick the, the one, those ones that have a lot of methionine for for brain function for brain function in the morning it's very important for uh, for the attention span and for good memory to retain and to remember what the, the what the, the teacher the, the teacher taught in class. So these are some details that you can work out uh, after the show. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Courtney. How you doing up there in New York? How's the weather? Oh, it's nice. We got some rain today. We were blessed. It's real drought conditions up here, so we were really blessed on the farm growing food with some tree in mind. So giving thanks. And, uh, yeah, doing good up here. <laughs> and, Courtney, you also are uh, a student at the American School of Symptometry. Can you give us some feedback on what your, some of your personal experiences have been since you've been uh, practicing symptometry since shoot, almost day one? Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. Um, technically, I'm not um, officially a student of um, the American School of Symptometry. I passed my entrance exam but I have some details, personal details that I'm working out. But um, my experience has been because right away when I heard Dr. Nardi mention the success particulate, I said, ooh, you know, maybe that's something, like that's an issue that's for me, maybe that's what's going on. And so I've just been working on myself and working with the success particulate and really, you know, working out some personal issues. And so even though normally I would be really like angst and angry and mad that there were all these roadblocks, I'm really at peace with it because I feel like it's all part of this process of, um, you know, the next phase of my life and studying symptometry unfolding. So I just um, really, really speak to um, to just being a patient of <laughs> symptometry on the road, you know, to being a student of the American College of Symptometry. So that's where I'm at. But I, um, in my heart, I am a student of symptometry, so I'm always, you know, studying my books and reviewing old radio shows. But right now, um, just drinking up the knowledge and just always being receptive and really um, changing my diet. I did that really, really fast because the first time I called in, I had concerns about my son and about my some of my children that I didn't want to mess around. I wanted to know exactly, precisely why we weren't getting results, so I jumped immediately. I cleaned the cupboards out. I did, every, you know, like that day, the next day, I donated all kind of food to a homeless shelter, and I just, um, I jumped in, and I saw really great results with my children, and um, and so, yeah, now just trying to, um, to really live and cook with some time in mind all the time is really interesting with a, with a large family of children that go out in the world sometimes, and um, you know, now I, I just I notice more things. So, you know, as much as they grumble sometimes about, oh, symptometry of these 45 foods, you know, because I really used to cook a lot. I used to have this, like, wide range of things that I would cook. and I would, But I see how I was really kind of making life more challenging for us with my skills, that I wasn't putting that intelligence and that skill in the kitchen to the best use. So now I'm re- really looking to transform it. And right now I'm just working in the kitchen and the nourishment side of um, learning with symptometry, and so I'm really looking forward to challenging my intellect with the program as well. So holding space for that. (laughs) 
Well, we definitely appreciate you, and we know that's one of the things you have to have is the tenacity. Like Dr. Nardi always talks about, you got to have that tenacity. So I definitely want to applaud you for, you know, you got about 55,000 children up there you're raising in upstate New York. So. Only sex, Kyle. Only sex. I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, thanks for calling in tonight, Courtney. I appreciate that question. Let me get this a couple more callers, okay? All right, thank you, Pete. All right, peace. Next caller is from the 864. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace and blessings. This is Shanita calling out of South Carolina. Hi, Shanita. How you doing? I'm well. I hope all is well there. Oh, absolutely. How are you enjoying the show tonight? Oh, absolutely. It's terrific. I'm learning a great deal. Um, yes, I'm definitely interested in um, the school of symptometry. I had never really heard of it until I um, started tuning into your show, but it's very interesting. Um, so I am all ears. Well, please go over. Don't hesitate. Participate. Go over to symptometry.info and click on the contact page. Amsu, is that how she can get in contact with us? Uh, yes, absolutely. Go over okay. to uh, symptometry.info and click on the contact page, and, and all the information there will be available for us. Okay, thank you. And the question that I would like to ask Dr. Nardi is um, does practicing a vegan or raw vegan diet cause negative effects on the brain's function? And would you recommend a raw vegan diet or um, um, a vegan diet for children? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Dr. Naughty's laughing because we did a whole <clears throat> three-hour show on this subject. I'm I'm going to do the small answer and say go over to symptometrybooks.info and get the archive, but I definitely want to hear Dr. Nardi uh, because he's not a people pleaser, so please brace yourself for what he may be prepared to say. Okay. You see, um, uh, I had I had, uh, I had two children uh, from, uh, from parents who were, uh, who really ate raw food, you know, uh, they were they were vegans. And uh, the children, uh, they, were, they told me that their children were academically dull. So I suggested to them that, you see, the children are not producing the right template so that she be, they will be able to produce the enzymes that will produce protein 1. You have to produce protein one in order to be very intelligent. And if you don't produce protein one, you're going to have a problem. How do you produce protein one? You need hem ion to produce protein one. And you get hem ion from lamb, bison, um, lamb, bison, moose, and goat meat. Now, in, since they are vegans, I decided to help them by giving them um, a molecule, a supplement that is made from an amino acid that, that does not come from um, these uh, meat sources. Eventually, 
I got the child to respond a little bit, I would say about 70%, not uh, 100%, but about 70%. He became, he became sharper in school. He became more focused in school because I, in addition to that, I gave him particulates also. Raw food has a problem, has a, has, has a downside. Leaves have a lot of ammonia. Leaves have a lot of hydrogen, and some leaves have a lot of nitrogen. They release a lot of nitrogen after digestion. If you eat leaves that release too, too much um, hydrogen, you are going to produce a lot of methane gas. And methane gas is not good because it blocks many chemical processes in the Krebs cycle, for instance, and this affects metabolism. The liver is very important in producing some of the raw materials that the brain uses. There is a process, of, there's a process called interdependence. The brain depends on the liver, and the liver depends on the brain. The brain depends on the pancreas, and the pancreas depends on the brain. The pancreas has to produce the amino acids that the brain cells will transform to peptides. And they will use these peptides now to get information from the, brain, from the cells, from DNA. If you are not able to produce this because you eat many raw foods, then you are going to have a problem. So we are talking academics. If you want your child to be very intelligent, to be very creative, then watch the kind of symptoms your child has. Does your child hiccup? Does your child pass too much gas? Does your child, is your child bloated? If, you, if your answer to these questions are, is, is yes, yes, and yes, then you have to think and rethink the raw food strategy. So you are free to be a vegan, a raw, uh, you are free to be a raw food vegan, fine. But if this is affecting your health and it's affecting your child's intelligence, then think about think, think twice about what you are doing. It could be a mixture of uh, uh, raw food and some, so, so, some cooked food. Don't forget that some of these uh, mixtures that you used to produce raw food, they were heated, some of them were heated. So if it's your intention to avoid everything that was, that was heated or that was cooked, then all foods that you call raw foods are not raw after all. Foods that you call raw are not raw after all. Some of them were, were heated at some point. Raw is what you get from the farm, and you don't process it as far as heat is concerned. You don't heat process it. That is raw. And mm. from the, that is raw. But some of the, some of the foods that I've seen uh, raw uh, food vegans eat, some of them were heat processed before they came and mixed them and mixed them and mixed them to produce uh, uh, their food for, for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Thank you.
Thank you. Mm, uh, currently, are you, I'm just asking Shanita, are you a vegetarian? I am. I kind of go back and forth. Um, sometimes I eat butter. Every now and then I will um, try a piece of meat and find that I don't really like it that much. Um, but mostly vegetarian. Um, sometimes I'll go back and forth between the raw food diet and, and vegan diet. And can I ask you what led you to that? Was it scientific research or was it personal preference or was it peer pressure or friends or was it just something that you just decided on your own? Initially, I had gained weight and started feeling bad um, physically, acid reflux, um, was, just wasn't feeling well. So I said, well, let me just try, you know, raw fruits and vegetables or, or just uh, vegan diet. Let's just see how it works. So that was what first sparked my interest, and then I started doing more research and, um, you know, really found that um, it had some ups and downs to it. So, But then in that whole process, I just came to really not like meat that much. Have you tried fish? Fish uh, used to be my favorite before I stopped. Fish was the last thing that the last meat that I eliminated from my diet, um, and I do still like it. Um, I guess I I've just gotten used to not not eating meat, including fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, maybe this may be personal, but. Uh... The best way to know whether you are in the right track or the wrong track is to do your blood work and then study your blood work, you know. And then two, <clears throat> excuse me, and then do a study, uh, your, the, uh, do some urinalysis. Then you will see exactly what you are eliminating and what you are not eliminating. Then this is where you know whether your lifestyle is helping you uh, metabolically or not, you know. So these are some of the details that we do. Um, in great detail also, okay? Okay, thank you very much, Doctor. Yeah, welcome. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for calling in tonight, and I definitely would recommend that you call and set up a, a your consultation or go over. If anybody's listening to the show tonight live or on downline, download, please go over to symptometry.info and go to contact us and leave your information so you can get in on your free consultation. Absolutely. I also want to go back over. I want to also announce, Dr. Nardi, 19 weeks ago on Facebook, do you remember how many people that we had that liked our Facebook page, Dr. Nardi? Mm, I really don't keep track, but... uh... I really don't keep track. No, 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 no. It was nine. <laughs> we had nine people who knew about symptometry. That's why I named it. I said, I said, well, symptometry is the best healthcare nobody's heard of. And tonight, I want to announce that we have tonight came in. We have finally crossed over into 250. We have went from nine people knowing about us on Facebook to 250 now fans who have liked our Facebook fan page. That is is great. Great, 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 great. Mm. 
And the 250th person tonight was a sister named Yvette Bacody. Yvette Bacody. And she was the 250th person. Carolyn Hall was the 249th person. And uh, one of the administrators of Sometometry has decided that Yvette Bacody will win a free book tonight from the Sometometry Library. Excellent, excellent, excellent. That's good. So I am, I just want to just give her a big shout out. Where's my gong at? I know I got something else for, for my new people here. Yeah, so I want to say thank you for everybody who has helped us push those numbers up. To So um, please tell a friend. Please, everybody listening, please go over to Facebook.com forward slash Symptometry. Facebook.com forward slash Symptometry. And leave us two comments. Leave us two comments of something that stuck out with you tonight in this conversation. Please leave us two comments of something that stuck out with you tonight during this conversation. Let me get back to the call lines. The lines are still lighting up. Uh, Of course, Tammy is back in the building with us again. Tammy, thank you for rejoining us. Your microphone is wide open. Hello, Tammy. Yes, I am here. I am here. Okay, you might have had yourself on mute. What's going on? Do you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay. I just wanted to um, extend uh, to the the caller that called and asked about um, the brain because uh, I know they're in education, the education field. They're doing a lot of brain research, and, um, of course, what they're going to find and what we know be true is going to be very different, especially in the treatment of how those things are going to be um, handled. But also, Courtney, um, I I really want to just send a shout out to Courtney in the sense that it's the process in which we learn, and we only learn through our mistakes and errors. So uh, I just, again, keep that um, steadfastness and um, keep your nose to the grindstone because you will be a better student as a result of what you're doing. And that's what this whole thing is about, Um, just learning through the process and not rushing to the finish line because you you find more and you can help more people by telling them your experience and telling them your journey, just as Dr. Narda has shared with us, his whole process. And when you read that, it's it's like mind-baffling. How can someone who is in the grip of death come back to be such a vibrant um, person and can bring so many other people into the fold. So I just want to share that with people that it's the process of the learning. You should learn something every single day. Every time I listen to these shows, I get something and just the wowness of everyone listening, what they can take home and share with other people. That's all. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's right, because caring is sharing. That's what we say. It's a dream come true. That's right. We ain't playing no game. <laughs> right, All right, right. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate it because I'm just the same way. Like I said, I told Dr. Nardi, I'm letting everybody else eavesdrop on our on our conversations. 
I know he's busy. So, oh, and so I also have to announce his new hours. I'm under, I do have a sometimeometry boss, too. Dr. Nardi don't tell me what to do, but he got somebody over there who does tell me what to do, but it's okay. I don't mind. I'd like to follow instructions. <laughs> uh, Dr. Nardi's current hours of operation are 8 to 6 Central Standard Time. 8 to 6, which is th- well, now is 9 to 7 Eastern Standard Time, 9 to 7, which would be 6 to 4 uh, if you're on the West Coast. So 6 to 4 if you're on the West Coast, Pacific, 8 to 6 if you're Central, and 9 to 7 if you're on the East Coast. So if you need to get in contact with Dr. Nardi, that number, that number is 708-691-4977. Seven zero eight six nine one four nine seven seven. I I got two more callers, but Dr. Nardi, um, it was very interesting because someone called me today from St. Louis, and I don't even know whether they may have saw what the show was about, and they were talking about um, a young man was in a coma, and they had pronounced him brain dead, but he was still on the life support uh, machine. Um, have you ever encountered a case like that before? Yes. Um, what 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 we do is we we have we have the particulate, and uh, if they can dissolve that in water, and find a way to put it in the in the in the person's mouth, and if the person is able to swallow a little bit of it, that will help. But if the person cannot swallow at all. And it's only the drip that is dripping, and uh, uh, because don't forget that all he has all kinds of tubes everywhere. Uh, that's going to be a problem. So we we never we never give up on anybody in symptometry. That's what we teach: never give up on anybody. But if the person can have just a few drops of the dissolved particulate into his system or into her system. Um, nothing is impossible, nothing at all. So if I have such an opportunity, we'll be able to ship the, the particulate to the person, uh, to the parents, and then uh, this is what they can do. Only the, the particulates work on the medulla oblongata, which is at the back of the head, and uh, that is where the cardiac and the respiratory, uh, respiratory centers are. And once the particulate is able to go there and dissolve a few blockages, and then, uh, then we should expect a miracle. Yes. But until then, um, there's nothing we can do. Uh, we wait for the parents to, to give us a call. If they give us a call, we'll ship the stuff there and then show them how to, how to dissolve it and then know how to put it in the mouth. Because sometimes the, the child... That the person is in a coma, but the, the person is fully alert. You know, they, they will listen, but they cannot respond because over 94% or 95% of the body is paralyzed, including the respiratory muscles, the swallowing muscles. So they are all paralyzed, you know. So that's what we can do. But we don't have a facility of our own. Don't forget that this is an allopathic facility. So if they decide that nothing like this should happen and let the person be on the on the on the machine until he or she dies. Well, there's nothing that we can do. That is not our facility. Mm. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, we never give up, but we want everybody, we are here. So we're going to be here for the next 10,000 years, and we definitely want everyone to try to, not try to, do more than try. Do more than try, but actively seek out. Make it a make it a part of your mission to say, I have to get in here. I have to do something, you know. And please give us some of your feedback. Like I said, I want everybody to please go over to Facebook.com forward slash Symptometry and um, like the page as well as leave us a comment about something that you heard tonight. All right? Let me get over to our next caller. And while I'm pulling that up, I want everybody to still please go to symptometry.info and pull up the Greensboro event for July the 28th. Dr. Nardi will be in Greensboro, North Carolina, July the 28th at the Wynick Medical Facility. Uh, Next caller, Kimberly, your microphone is back open. Um, Hi, Dr. Nordy, I have a couple, well, just a a question or something for you to comment on for me. Um, I was having a conversation the other day with um, one of my friends um, who uh, basically we were having a conversation about corn and food and enzymes. And I said, well, you know, corn is up there with pharmaceutical drugs in terms of how many enzymes it requires, the 111 enzymes that it requires the body needs to break down corn. And the person came back to me and said, well, oh, corn's got to be better than drugs. I'm not on any drugs, but I can eat corn. And I just, and I, and we're having this conversation about intellect tonight, and without calling the person stupid or anything, I just wanted to, wanted you to be able to comment on how we've just been, like, we have not been educated about really how dangerous these foods are and really what is your comment in, in reference to a person making a statement like that saying, well, corn is better than pharmaceutical drugs? Okay, thank you. Uh, this, is, this is the first question. Um, um, I will... I would say that some people are academically challenged. Um, uh, the word "stupid" uh, does not is not part of my vocabulary. Um, I prefer academically challenged. Um, corn. Uh, here is a person who has never stepped in the laboratory, so he or she does not know what corn is. Um, if you go into a laboratory and you see the amount of cyanide in corn. Uh, you just you you just <laughs> you just shake your head into utmost wonderment because um, this is not something that a human being should eat. If you go back and study legend, the history of corn, how it started in Polynesia, how people were dying until one person, until one person, uh, it dawned don, on one person to to soak corn in ash in ash water, uh, and that that was how they were able to save the the, the, the population, and then. And then they, they came to they came to America, and then from there, uh, we, do, we don't know who, who discovered America first, but we know that it was the corn eaters who discovered America first, and then and then went on and on and on until today, when we were able to discover discover uh, a cyanide in corn. Uh, pharmaceutical drugs are not edible. <laughs> Are not edible. Uh, are not edible items. So if he's, if the person says that he would prefer uh, corn to to drugs, is because 
corn is something that you can eat, or he or she can eat, but you cannot eat drugs. So that's why I say you prefer corn, you prefer corn to, to drugs. You see, but apart from this, uh, in ter- as as health disruptors, as health disruptors, corn and pharmaceutical drugs are up there, and uh, uh, these are not something that uh, we will need. And also, don't forget, Kimberly, that. Uh, uh, mankind has been confused, bamboozled, and hypnotized for, for, for thousands and thousands of years. Don't forget that there was one man called Hippocrates. Hippocrates said, let your food be your medicine, and let your medicine be your food. And this has confused many people until this day. Some wow. to, some, to some, corn is medicine. How can corn be medicine when it, uh, when it has wiped out my, 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 my entire father's side? Everybody's dead. They all suffer from congestive heart failure. All of them, including my mother. Wow. Well, I don't know if the person was meaning that. They, I just think that they, when you had to compare, someone would say, well, I'd rather have the Diet Coke than the regular Coke. Well, both of them are bad. You can't really really make a comparison of one or the other because they both are going to have a negative effect on the body, and I guess that's what the person was trying to say. Well, surely me eating corn cannot be half as bad as me being on pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah, yeah, that, that was exactly what I was saying, that in terms of health disruptors, corn and pharmaceutical drugs are in the same class. They are in the same group. This was what you were trying to bring to the person's attention, and the person didn't get it. Right. You see, right. the person didn't get it. She, he, the person was looking at corn as something that is edible. And don't forget that people are emotionally attached to certain foods. You better, when you, when, when you start practicing symptometry, you will see they have to be very careful. Uh, don't push certain buttons. Don't push certain buttons. Because some people, they, they, that is their food. You cannot tell them that uh, that food is bad. So what you what you have what what you do is you have to find a diplomatic way of bringing to the attention uh, the, the health disruptors in the in this food. Then you say, oh oh, I didn't know that. Okay, then this is what you do as I did to the police officer when uh, I told him when I went in Greensboro for the first time and I told him my experience with the police officer. You know and. Uh, he said he liked to drink wine and all that. And, okay, but now we are talking, we are discussing corn. And so what you do is you tell the person that, okay, uh, you may eat corn maybe once a week. Uh, once a week, it's all right. And then when a person eats corn once a week and he sees that uh, the stomach is, his stomach is, his or his stomach is doing a, a number on, on him or her, then he say, okay. It looks like it's about time for you to stop eating corn. What do you think? <laughs> okay. You throw, you throw it back at him or her and let him make the decision because it's, a, it's an emotionally charged issue. And don't be caught in the middle of it. No. Throw it back at the person. We will study more about patient psychology uh, as you advance in your, in your class, okay? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Good question, Kimberly. Good question. I think that's going to be one of my sound bites for tonight. Because somebody told me, they said, well, I've been eating corn 
since I was little, and 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 I'm fine. So I say, well, yeah, but you're only 25. Like, what are you doing to your body that that you're gonna have to hear from your cells when you're in your 60s, 70s, if you even make it to your 80s? So a lot of you know a lot of the 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 follies of youth sometimes is what I categorize that up under, but. I'm normally guilty, uh, Dr. Nardi and Amsu, of not being so diplomatic when I approach people. I normally, no. <laughs> I normally come out with my uh, symptometry 44 Magnum sometimes. So I'm going to have to go get me a slingshot like David or maybe even a spoon. I'm going to have to go get me a symptometry spoon and learn a couple of <laughs> techniques. So I don't know. It's just I think it's Amsu's fault. He he, he always got me out <laughs> the habit. He's always... Put me on some rocket fuel all the time. So let me get to the next caller. So what, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Dr. Abby, what do you use? Do you use a symptometry 44 Magnum, or do you got a symptometry 9 millimeter, or you got a bazooka, or do you use the slingshot? What are you using over there? You know, I've 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 come to learn that you know over the years, you know, it's just a lot to be where they are. You know, but if they're receptive to it, then that's fine. So I, I'm okay. But you know, if if they want to, symptomatry, you know, then then they have to to say they have verifiable science. And believe me, symptomatry has verifiable science. So for me, it's either they're speaking on opinion and conviction, other than uh, verifiable science. So one thing that is on the that is on the uh, side of centometry is the deconstructive research. And, you know, until I came to centometry, and all the diets that I had been introduced to and incorporated in my life, I had yet to hear anyone say, we have verifiable deconstructive research. That, like, that, that is the magic, that's like the magic bullet there. You know, you know what else can they say? Then after that it becomes an opinion-based, Argument. So then, you know the old saying, "Never argue with a fool," because then people won't know which is which fool, which isn't the fool. So, right, so. right, right. Jay Z said that never argue from a fool, never argue with a fool, because from a distance you don't know who's who. Right. <laughs> so now we don't want to call nobody a fool, but we also do believe if the shoe is fitting, then go ahead and put it on your foot. All right. Before I get started, let me get to my next caller. Caller from the two one six. Uh, nine two one. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Well, that's my number, but that's not me. This is Mama Stokes. <laughs> unless I hit it by accident, I'm always touching something by accident. But I am enjoying the program tonight. Well, thank you so much. How you doing tonight, Mama Stokes? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm looking for something as usual outside in at the car. <laughs> I make. I'm trying to make my um, my um, what is it? The drink. Uh, the, the ginger, ginger, ginger drink. drink. Yeah. Can't find the new sisters to see if that my uh, daughter bought me. So. Hard <laughs> 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 to see if they were out there because I know I had them. But anyway, uh, I don't want to waste your time. I'm listening. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and that, you know we. We caught you in the act looking for your, uh, getting your ginger drink together. So we're going to go ahead and give you a big shout-out right now. Okay. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. 
now we have had an insurgence of people wanting the ginger drink. Um, Dr. No- uh, and if you do need the ginger drink, please come over to symptometrybooks.com and just scroll down to the contact form, put your name and your email in, and just put ginger drink, and we will send you the recipe. All right? Just come down to symptometrybooks.com, scroll down, hit the um, the form, put your name and your email in, and in the comments put ginger recipe, and we'll get that out to you. We just send out a whole... I think we're sending out a whole batch tonight. I have my assistant sending a batch of that out tonight. And, uh, and uh, Coach Kair, uh, it's, good, it's good that you brought it up, please. Too many people are sleeping into coma, into coma, into coma. Please, they are not producing electricity. Huh? They are not producing electricity. The ginger beverage will help you to produce enough electricity for the week, week after week after week. Too many people are sleeping to comas. Mm. Well, if that's the case, I want to ask a uh, quick question. Maybe somebody else um, has it too. Because when you're making the, <clears throat> when you when I'm pulling up the uh, recipe, and it talks about the Simto honey, and and it talks about adding. Let me pull this up real quick. Talks about um, the right vinegar. Um, it says um, add the Simto honey to the juice in the bowl, and then add a small teacup of water. Then we have prepared the drink. But I'm trying to. I, I got my. I got my. I got my. My size too big. Okay, that's better. The piece. Oh, add five plastic spoons of honey and one plastic spoon of rice vinegar to a teacup and stir the mixture. So that is what's going to create the Simto honey, correct? That's correct. That's correct. But do not add that until I take the strainer, put it on the bowl, and pour the contents from the blender, and then add the Simto honey. That's correct. That's correct. That's the procedure, yes. Okay. No problem, no problem, no problem. All right. Now, for some people, like in with the qigongs and things, they only recommend certain uh, diets or certain certain things up until certain times of the night because the body is supposed to be resting and not breaking down foods while it's sleeping. But let's say if you're eating right before you go into bed, it's always been um, people saying, well, you know, the body is breaking down the food and it isn't able to rest. Is there a certain time limit maybe that you we see, should uh, cut off the consumption of the ginger drink before we go to bed, or are we able to drink it all the way up until we go to bed since it does produce electricity? Yeah, I, would recommend, I, would recommend that, I would recommend that it, I would recommend that the, the ginger beverage is drunk before you go to bed, and it's, it's always best to drink it before 6 p.m. if you can. Because um, I'm, I have people in Italy, you know, in Italy they, they eat uh, dinner around midnight, 11 p.m., very, very late in the night. And I had, I had a patient who, who, who called me and complained severely about uh, the after effect of, of this. I said, but wait a minute. What, what, when did you drink your ginger? When did you drink this beverage? 
Oh, uh, around 10 o'clock our time, shortly before uh, shortly before di uh, dinner. When did you have dinner? Oh, around 11, 11 p.m. Do you eat that late? I say, yes, that's our, that's our tradition. I say, okay, next time I will recommend very strongly that you drink, you drink your ginger beverage during the day. And then since then, uh, he has not called me, and then... Uh, but we have been, he has not called me about on this issue, but we have been corresponding on other, on other matters. So this means that the problem has been resolved. So uh, at night, whether, whether you like it or not, night is night everywhere in the world. Night is night. And <laughs> night is not day. <laughs> exactly. Night is night. So no matter what particular hemisphere is in, Please try to stop before six o'clock. Is that correct, Doctor Nardi? Oh yes, yes, yes. That's correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, well, I think we have really covered tons of information tonight. If anybody has any more questions, they can press one and raise their hand. Otherwise, I'm going to let Amsu give us another announcement about the upcoming event in Greensboro, North Carolina, and give out the address for the Wynick Medical Center, and we're going to uh, see if we can turn it in early tonight. That's outstanding, Coach. And once again, you know, Dr. Nardi has uh, given us something to to learn. So you know about the American School of Centometry. That's just, just like how the lessons pile up and accumulate and become useful, useful um, information and wisdom. Um, but... You can all, you'll also be able to hear this message in even greater depth at a symposium. And that's going to be on July 28th at 6 North Point Court, Greensboro, North Carolina, 27408 at the Wanick Medical Center. And as Coach said, he'll be there early at 8 o'clock in the morning going doing Qigongs and Tai Chi for those of us who are early risers, and of course we'll have a day-long symposium starting at 9.30 um, with an uh, outstanding lineup of um, information and things that will lead up to um, our keynote speaker and Dr. Nardi, and it will be outstanding because we'll also have um, uh, be provided uh, food dish, food that will be available for us. Um, and um, also for those of us, those of you who want to know about the American Colleges of Symptometry, um, you can reach me, and um, that is at 708-620-4DNA. Okay, that's 708-620-4DNA. Uh, sorry, 708-620-C62. Um, and um, that information, that way you can ask for information and we will get it to you as well. And also for uh, 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 Tammy Stokes, her number is 708-2-3621. two five two. Um, is there any announcement about um, the tuition? Oh, yes. Also, 
Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Nadi. Um, and um, there, and for those uh, who come, come, uh, who, who choose to purchase at books, books can be purchased at a 25% discount at Centometry.info. Um, um, books, uh, books of your choice. Um, if you do that by uh, 11 o'clock tonight. Um, as far as the the cost of the, the college, I, it, right now it will be $2,000 uh, for each year. However, as of the 1st of October, that price, there will be a price increase. Um, and this, um, so for those of you who really want to get in and study now and get going, that will be uh, something to do is to, to catch it before there's a price increase. As you know, things do change as uh, you know, time goes on. But again, I, we like to say that there'll be a 25% um, all, all books purchased tonight um, due to the fact that we have 250 isn't that right, Coach? 250 people that like symptometry now? Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. So um just wanted to uh, pass that on. And, again, we look forward to having Dr. Nardi in, in North Carolina. You know, it just seems like uh, last week he was here, but, hey, it's always good to have such a, a bright light to you know, come visit us here. Thank you. I'm also, uh, I also want to make an announcement. Please come over on Thursday nights and join us as well at 8 o'clock as we discuss the Tower of Tantra. This whole, I think we're going to have to do something on relationships. I want to do yes. a, oh, Dr. Nardi has been um, married for over 25 years. How long have you been married now, Dr. Nardi? 34, 34. Well, to me, that qualifies as an expert. <laughs> to me, that qualifies as an expert. So I think I we. So. Yes, yes. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. Why don't you just try it? Right. So right. I think what I'm going to do is uh, next week's show may be on relationships, but you know me, I may come up with something during the, during the week uh, and <laughs> and just build upon that. But I really want everybody to come on over to catch out uh, Coach Kyrie and Master Yao's show on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. And next Monday night, we will be having an independent artist spotlight uh, featuring a sister out of Chicago, Illinois, herself, uh, a Grammy-nominated songwriter, uh, Janine. And she she has some fabulous music, and we're just doing a lot of things over here. Also, Coach Kyrie is looking for some interns. I'm looking for three interns who want to get some college credit or get your skill level up, come in working for a CEO. Interns, not hiring. I'm looking for some interns to help me. I'd appreciate if you had some graphic background and if you had some WordPress background or some website design background and you're very interested in learning from the inside. All right? So if you are, please reach out. Our phone number is 336-587-1215, 336-587-1215. My email address is coachkayer at gmail. 
You also can catch me on Coach Kyrie on Facebook, or you can hit my Facebook page, Kyrie Love, and send me an inbox. We've got a lot of big things going on. I also want to give a big shout-out to my Honesty in Relationships. Dr. Nardi, I have also started a group on Facebook for uh, just to emphasizing the um, the importance of honesty in a relationship. That, so, is, that uh, is good, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have two separate groups, though. One is for singles and one is for couples. So if Whoa. you are interested <laughs> in, because I don't want to mix them. I don't want to. That's I, right, that's I, right. Mm-hmm. I want the couples on one side, and I want the singles on one side. Now, the singles group is very active, very active. The couples, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it kind of settled down over there, but uh, just type in honesty in relationships, and then you will see couples and singles. Also, I will be starting another group um, this week called Astro Harmony. Astro Harmony, which is also going to be on Facebook. And then I'm starting a men's group this month which is called Men Who Want to Be Men. And it's really all about a young base energy group for men to go in there and and, and thump our chest a little bit and talk about some of our um, things that we need to be talking about as raising our vibrational level for um, our families and for our children and for the women that we love. And that group is going to be called Men Who Want to Be Men. All right, and it, of course, it's for men only. Uh, I, I don't have a female only group because I'm not a female. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm not qualified, but right now I'm just going to put my attention on the couples and the singles dealing with honesty. Uh, who wants to talk about the astral harmony as well as um, the men who want to be men? Uh, Dr. Nardi, do you have any other announcements tonight? Oh no, um, I. I most of the announcements were were made by by the school and officials. Uh, what I just wanted to um, bring to people's attention was about the school. Um, Courtney Courtney Sullivan, who just spoke, uh, uh, has uh, has a very important experience. Uh, even though she is not uh, yet uh, taking the exams of the school. Uh, she she has brought a very a very interesting twist uh, to symptometry that uh, has not has never um, happened before, and the board is currently studying uh, what she's doing. She has uh, she she brings uh, to the fold of symptometry um, people who are sick, very sick, and she. She, she she conditions their mind, she talks to them, and she prepares them for the journey in symptometry so that uh, they will heal, so that they will accept the root cause therapeutics. And she's very, very good, very, very good at that. Uh, she has done a very, she has done an excellent job. And uh, even the, the, the patient, the patient is the one who even brought this to my attention and said uh, she was ready to, uh, to write uh, a testimonial uh, commending uh, Courtney Sullivan for a job well done because she is much healthier now. Her energy level is, is much is much, is much better. And if uh, Courtney had not really intervened, I mean Courtney had to walk. I think had to go. I think she had to go to to, to her place of residence uh, to, to to see her. 
uh, for a student to do this, uh, this is commendable. This is commendable. So uh, the board, the board is, uh, the board is currently reviewing a uh, um, case, and uh, and uh, they will come up with a decision pretty soon uh, because they have the agenda stocked up. So um, I'm just letting people know that there are various ways of uh, making your contribution, of, of showing your creativity in symptometry. And uh, look at how uh, she came out brilliantly with uh, a totally different way of uh, approaching patients. Even before she becomes a licensed symptometrist, she has already started something that uh, we teach uh, at the advanced level in at the School of Symptometry. It is very fascinating. So I hope uh, other uh, prospective students also emulate Courtney Sullivan's example. Thank you. Big shouts out to Courtney tonight. Also, big shouts out to everybody watching me on Blog TV tonight. Uh, big shouts out to Misha, Sister Snaps, who is also Divine Time. Check out her uh, Facebook page and what she's got going on as well. And everybody who hung in with us all the way to the end of the show tonight, uh, from my different area codes, my 336s, my 607s, my 864s, my 216s, my 703s, my 404s, my 314s, my 763s, 678s, down there in Atlanta. We will be down there this weekend, 856, 704s, 708, and 612s. Amsu, it's been my pleasure, as always, riding shotgun with you. We're getting ready to sign off and take it on out with a song from Star, The Great Mother Flow. Uh, see you all next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Amsu, you got any closing words for us? No, just great outstanding show and uh, look forward to many more. Absolutely. Y'all take care and good night. God bless.
sacred sentences. Cracking the coated matrix. Copal resin over charcoal repelling agents. Intoxicating every breath. White smell is fragrance. I am the great mother. I'm a, the cosmic womb monster. Source of life. Ocean. Sonic boom. DNA. Of the immortal, oh yeah, stars align, open portals. 